You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. I am doing very well. Thank you, Richard. Yes, very well. What about you? Yeah, pretty good. Been uh, great to uh, catch up again. Um, mm. Yeah, what's been going in your what's been going on in your world, Joe? <laughs> well, I've got a particular friend who actually listens to our podcast regularly. Uh, mm-hmm. Her name's Tess, and I have discovered I have the gift of the plant rehab um, <laughs> for her. So, yeah, tell us more. This years is ago. <laughs> years ago. Um, she had a big fiddle leaf ficus and it was not doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, she and her husband were trying really hard to keep it alive. And I looked at it and I thought, right, challenge accepted. So we agreed that I should take the plant to my house and see if we could save its life. And so I brought it home, repotted it, just stuck it where I have my own fiddle leaf fig and just left it there and it, it bounced back, which was really fun to see. And then recently some other things have happened and – I was. I managed to um, pick up a bunch of plants from Tessa's house. Mm-hmm. Um, she has some stuff going on, and so she was like, "Hey, do you want to take the plants and look after them?" And so I did, and it was super fun to just look <laughs> after these plants for Tess for a season and then take them back. And so I've discovered that there's. I quite enjoy the challenge of a plant that could die. Not that Tess would kill it, but just life circumstances a plant that could die that I can have for someone else for a short amount of time and give back to them healthy. Yeah, that was it's a rewarding now, thing, is it? Yeah, yeah. The the idea of kind of saving something and being helpful. <laughs> the trouble is it doesn't always work. Someone else gave me a plant saying, oh, look, I can't make it look good. Yeah. And I thought in my pride, oh, no, I'll be right. Yeah. I own plants. <laughs> It'll be right. And I think any plant owner, indoor plant owner, has probably had this moment before where you, you, you get a plant you think, I think I'm going to keep this one alive. I think it's going to look really, really good. And mm. then it doesn't. And you're just like, what? Anyway, so I took it home and I proceeded to kill it slowly over a oh, period no. of three months. So that was disappointing. But um, I've had some success and some failure. It's a plant rehab service. That's what I've been I think, I've been enjoying. I think I, I, I love hearing about that. Now, tell us what are the secrets? Everyone's wanting to know what, what do you do uh, that brings not all plants, but most plants back to life and health again? Oh, uh, well, I think the main thing is to manage the the plant owner emotions because you look <laughs> at a plant not going well and you think, it's not going well, quick, water it or quick, repot it mm-hmm. or quick, move its position mm-hmm. um, when sometimes you you need to manage that emotion and say, oh, have I been watering it regularly? Yeah. Is it in a good position? And if either of those things are not good, well, then probably it's just responding to the situation and a slow, gentle, careful watering each week at around, you know, at a regular time system, that kind of thing will get the job done rather than a quick overreaction that ends up stressing the plant out. This is fascinating, Joe. You're saying that the key to plant management is self-regulation of our emotions. (laughs) It is for me. <laughs> if you talk to true plant owners, that will have nothing to do with it. Your wife particularly owns beautiful plants and has such a lovely, luscious indoor garden. So if you were going to ask advice about indoor plants, you should ask your wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to know. I'm going to ask her what, how regulating her emotions affects the way she yeah. cares for plants. That's exactly something. right. Yeah. But, uh, well, no, anyway. They are beautiful. 
Wow, great. And you're, <laughs> I take it you're not offering this service to all our podcast listeners. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe not. Because I'm I'm not wildly confident that I can always save the plant, but you can always talk to me about it, and I'll enjoy the chat at least. That's right. You should get people <laughs> oh, to write, uh, sign away. The plant challenge is actually the trans. The challenge is a transfer because you've got yeah. to get the plant from your house, their house to your house, and not get soil all through your car. Now that <laughs> I tell you, that's the challenge. That's a pain when that <laughs> happens. Yeah, yeah. We have to talk about how to get soil yeah. out of your anyway. car some other time. <laughs> What about you, Richard? Oh, well, I thought I'd share. Um, Jen, and I, Jen and I found uh, a, a short anime that we were both enjoying together. Now, I, Jen and I, we don't have a, in the Venn diagram mm-hmm. of media interests, we don't have a big crossover. Um, but uh, we found one on, <laughs> if, you, if you can picture that, yeah. Um, but we found one, it was uh, really fun. It was called The Way of the House Husband. And uh, this is about a Japanese, <laughs> it's a funny title to start with, I know, but it's, um, yeah, it's about a Japanese gangster yeah. or a yakuza uh, who uh, we haven't quite found out why, but mm-hmm. he leaves his gangster life to become a full-time house husband to his uh, for his wife who has a job in the city. And uh, it's uh, just these really, <laughs> really short episodes. Like it's com- come from a manga comic book, so they're just short episodes. But um, there's just stuff like how he makes a really nice bento lunch with little panda decorations on the rice balls and things like that for his wife um so he really takes on these features of um home life but he's still very gangster yakuza at the same time like he's very serious and he's very good with a knife a blade um and uh just uh we really enjoyed this combination of intense gangster uh coolness with you know making panda like features on your bento or um going to a a, a cooking class with the other housewives <laughs> and um or going to a yoga class with the other <laughs> housewives so, um so uh, yeah it's just funny one day his wife forgot her lunch and this was like a full-on emergency a mission and he just switched into high adrenaline gangster <laughs> mission mode to, and on this push bike to get the uh get it back to her so um <laughs> There's... I can imagine that at the end of watching an episode, you and Jen are just like, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. We had a laugh. It was good. That's you know, simple much. fun. Simple fun. Stuff to talk about as we're making the lunch, you know, should we make each other cute, <laughs> cute bentos with panda decorations? Um, so a bit of fun. There's the odd rude word, just a warning oh, there, that, that still gets good. translated. Um, but uh, yeah, oh. the, uh, but um, it's pretty good fun, the way of the house husband. There we are. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Wonderful. And you've been reading James. Yes, just um, yeah, just regular Bible reading here in James. And um, I was reading this this morning, and I think it was just coming at the right time. I don't know if you remember last week we talked about um, the uh, how the the biggest problem in church is you, that pastoral thing. Mm. And uh, mm. this actually in James just got a fitted with that and was a good reminder. So it's James 4, uh, 1 to 3, which goes, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you're, you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not, do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you can spend what you may get on your pleasures. Uh, and now, um, yeah, I'm happy to say I'm not in the midst of uh, murder or horrendous fights or quarrels or anything like that. But um, what I was challenged with was just that reflection of, um, look, 
look to yourself, to your own desires. Um, and, uh, mm. yeah, this allowed me just to pause for a moment in my little morning Bible reading time, a little prayer time to think, oh, that's right. Yeah, I need to just look inward for a little bit and uh, repent of my the di- desires that battle within me. Um, mm. Mm. to bring those to God in, in prayer um, and to be, yeah, honest with God about motives and things like that. Mm. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and it's almost, it's a relief, isn't it, when we don't pretend that there is a battle within us but mm. instead get on with bringing Jesus' words to bear on it, that it's like I'm not 100% perfect. Mm. I'm not 100% settled with, you know, my relationships with others. Mm. I am tempted in those things. Mm. And, and so, yeah, when it says... Um, don't they come from the battle within you? You're like, oh, yes, that's the true reality. It makes me think of sort of one John-style thing and mm. just know, know really that you are tempted to sin and yeah. be a, a godly in, in response to that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm. So um, I don't know. Yeah, that was it. And that, <laughs> that's sometimes all morning Bible reading is for me, just uh, yeah, a few verses, one idea, something to pray about, and uh, yeah, yeah, it really helps me uh, in uh, following Jesus. Yeah. And when people say to you, oh, I didn't get much out of my, I don't get much out of quiet times or I sometimes I just read it and I get nothing, what would you say in response to that? Because you've essentially said it was quite a simple um, Bible reading moment for you this morning and nothing kind of world-shaking or anything like that. What would you say to the person who's sort of wrestling with not getting much out of their quiet time? It's a common phrase I hear. Mm, yeah, yeah. I hear it as well. Uh, my mm. answer would be along the lines of, um, well, just grab onto what you can. Just you know, catch, don't put too much pressure on yourself in understanding mm. it deeply the passage and understanding every section and how it all fits together. Uh, there's a place for times of deep understanding, but uh, in regular Bible reading, it's often just catching what you can, something that stimulates a thought, uh, a thought of re- reflection or comfort or challenge, and mm. uh, bring that to God in prayer. And mm. Um, mm. Now, that might not happen in the first few verses. It might not happen after 10 or 12 verses. Uh, sometimes I would encourage people to just to keep keep reading until they do find mm. that little moment. Um, that's an insight I heard on a podcast. I might share that another time. But, um, uh, yeah, just to, to as if you're walking through, to give an illustration, as if you're walking through the bush or um, or, or window shopping through a shopping centre and something catches your eye. And that's mm. at some at some level that's you can do that in the Bible, wander through until mm. something catches your eye, your heart, and then yeah, bring that to God in prayer. Mm. And in some ways, I think we can feel tempted to worry that doing that is kind of putting ourselves on top of the Bible, or, or just waiting for an experiential reading of the Bible and mm. not really reading it for all it's worth. Mm. What would you say to that fear? Yeah, I think um, you know our impressions could. Uh, mm. are not uh, faultless. We could make mistakes in those little catching things here mm. and there. Um, mm. But that what we're doing is really complementary with our other ministries of growth group, Bible study, or um, Sunday church. You know, we mm. get good teaching in those moments, and that helps us uh, to have greater accuracy in our impressions just with our quick mm. um, reading while exhausted, reading while not waking up, yet working up kind of times of reading. Um, mm. So yeah, your impressions are not can you know can be tested in our other environments and times, but on the whole, when you're in a good church and you're getting good regular Bible teaching, your impressions are going to be okay. Mm. And I think what I can hear as you're talking, and I really love this, and I actually had this conversation with someone a little while ago, 
um, we can just enjoy our quiet times mm. and just enjoy indulging in time with God. And so reading your favourite passage is not sinful. Mm. Um, you want to kind of try and engage with the whole Bible in different times and different seasons, but saying, oh, today I'd really lo- like to just read my favourite psalm or yeah. today I'd like to go back to that story of Jesus that we heard about last week and yeah. leaving the plan for a second to go back, all of that is fit- fits in there as well. Yeah. We want to gather the impressions but also just enjoying reading God's word and loving knowing God better. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So good. Oh, been a good conversation. Enjoyed that. Now, yeah, Joe, uh, that was good. I'm uh, keen to hear what you're uh, listening or reading or thinking about. As yes, well. yes. Well, on the on the holidays, I try to um, maybe just get a few extra sermons um, listened to mm-hmm. over the over the holidays, and mm-hmm. um, I thought I'd share about some some Bible talks that I found that I found very very good. So, um, cast we're casting our minds back to 2012 mm-hmm. when I was a little baby, more college theological student. <laughs> Um, uh, and I was kind of overwhelmed. College was not a place where I was wildly successful. I had a great time and I learned a lot, but I really struggled. Mm-hmm. And um, the highlight was often chapel, mm-hmm. uh, particularly on the Friday. Um, someone would preach the word. It would be both a great demonstration of exegetical preaching and very pastoral, mm-hmm. and I loved that. So since then, I've thought, you know what, I think there are probably Bible colleges out there that, that record their talks and that I could listen to them mm-hmm. and that'd be great. Now, fast forward to now, I, um, I've i always enjoyed Gary Miller's preaching and he's the principal of Queensland Theological College mm-hmm. and I love Queensland. So I thought, right, <laughs> good preacher, theological study, like college uh, talks, chapel talks and um, from Queensland. So it's a win. So I went onto their webpage, downloaded um, a series of talks he did back in 2016 on Luke. Mm-hmm. So each week during chapel, he would preach on Luke. And these sermons are excellent. Uh, I would recommend them to people who are just wanting to dig into Luke sermon style. Mm. And um, I thought I'd paint a picture of it. I was walking along the beach one day listening to this um, talk on Luke chapter 5 and 6. And Gary starts the talk and he says, what causes the good religious people of Judea to, in a relatively short time, act with irrational hatred of Jesus? Why do they hate him so much? They, mm-hmm. That is very quick change. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to explain that it's, it's Jesus' attitude to sinners that he engages sinful people, he transforms them, he sets them free, he invites them, he brings them into gospel mission, and that that is distressing to these good religious people of Judea. And then he takes on... Luke 5 and 6, and he explains how Simon, in the face of Jesus, um, he, he just wants Jesus to go away from him. Um, mm. But instead, um, he, he doesn't because uh, Jesus doesn't because Jesus just draws near to this sinful Simon. Mm. And, but Simon knows he's sinful and he wants Jesus to go away because he sees this strikingly pure Jesus in contrast to his own sinfulness. And um, the great thing of, of what I appreciated as well in, in this series of talks is that Gary brought out, drew out, he constantly referred back to Theophilus and that Luke, the book of Luke, is written to Theophilus. Mm -hmm. And so engaging with how Theophilus would have engaged with Luke. So you're thinking about the original audience of the text. And so, yeah, I think if anyone is looking to do a little bit of extra sermon listening, perhaps on the holidays or on a long car trip, I'd recommend this kind of thing. You could look up more college or Queensland Theological College. Just download a series of sermons from one Bible passage, one um, Bible series, yeah, and I think it would be pro- profitable. But I, I really recommend Gary Miller. I love how he teaches and I found it 
really encouraging. Yeah, no, I've uh, mm. heard him on a number of occasions and really have uh, benefited from his teaching. But that is a great idea, yeah. Joe. I'm motivated to do the very same thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I, I, you know, I just had a little re-listen to five and six, the Luke five and six, just before we recorded this podcast because I thought, oh, I remember that one stood out to me. Mm. Why did I find it so good? And I found it so good because. As Gary was preaching and I was looking at the passage, I was thinking, yes, I know Jesus better from this talk mm. and I understand the passage better and I understand who it was written to. Yeah. And for me, I, that just really helps me to understand God's word better. Yeah. And so, and it, and he said, you know, we're in for, we're in for a t- unsettling ride because we're all sinners as well. And I did feel that. I felt, you know, reminded of my sin and reminded to run to Jesus in that. Mm. And so, yeah, strong recommend. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Well, thanks very much for that, Joe. I uh, yeah, no look problem. forward to uh, checking into those. But uh, mm. we better wrap things up. It's been great to share about your uh, plant-keeping experiences and some <laughs> Japanese anime and some time yeah. in James, reflections on quiet time, and yeah, uh, yeah listening, to, uh, listening to sermons, even while work- walking on the beach, I heard you say. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Why not? Well, <laughs> I was for- by myself, so I wasn't ignoring anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Well, uh, yeah, look forward to uh, next time we catch up. Sounds good. See ya. Bye.